Shuckalucka ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters around the world, it is your boy, the one and only Chris Shule, aka the esoteric noetic, the chocolate Nubian soul brother from Ghana, West Africa. I drop the wisdomatic truth bombs here in Melbourne, Australia. I am the purveyor of awesome vibes, the disseminator of wisdomatic truth bombs, the truth seeker, the light bringer of the sacred mysteries. Damn, I love my titles. <laughs> and uh, most, most importantly, the host of the most conscious podcast in the multiverse, the Crystal Journey Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to, to get into on this solo podcast of the Crystal Journey. I don't do these very often, but anytime I got a lot of things that are floating in my mind and I want to express them, it's very cathartic for me just to pop onto my microphone and drop the truth bombs, speak about some of the issues that I think need to be addressed in the world, and also let you guys know what's going on in my world. Now, I am first and foremost a purveyor of the awesome vibes, a singer, a dancer, and I got some music, yo. I got a single I dropped a few months ago, which I hope you've checked out. It's on the Spotify's, it's on the iTunes, it's everywhere, at least pretty much everywhere, but you can, you can Pop on to Spotify right now and check that out. It's called Success is a Sweet Revenge. I produced it myself, and I got another track that I'm looking at releasing uh, this year. So keep your eyes and your ears tuned in for my music, and uh, let us know what you think. I also got a bunch of gigs. I've been doing a lot of gigs this year since we have been kind of out of the lockdowns, pretty much out of the lockdowns uh, most of this year. But uh, uh, knock on wood, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, from what I hear... We are about to get another round of the, uh, <laughs> of the of the dreaded Roner, or should I say the uh, the the dreaded agenda? We're gonna get into that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Do us a favor, check us out on the Patreon if you want to support me. You can find me on Patreon. Uh, I'm pretty much just using the Patreon just as another channel to, to put my my videos up there. If you guys just want to drop us a donation or just support us, that's that's fantastic that's fucking amazing but either way this information is going to get out to everyone regardless of uh, whether or not you are subscribed to my patreon or checking us out on the tiktoks and whatnot uh, if you are uh, a noob to my podcast the crucial journey podcast is the most conscious podcast in the multiverse of course you know this but it really is a light-hearted conversation but also a serious conversation a bit of serious comedy about the issues that are facing the world. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't deal with the airy-fairy ideas built of imagination. Even though I come across very lighthearted, I do like to talk about what's really going on in this world. The, the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. In a world where there is so much misinformation, even the, where the, wor the word misinformation, believe it or not, has been ossificated. I found out just recently that YouTube's policy on misinformation, the way that they define misinformation, they don't define misinformation wait for this, as something that is untruthful, right? So even if you have the truth, you can still be classified for spreading misinformation. It comes down to whether or not your views are in line with the established authority. Respect my authority. So unless, of course, you have the right kind of thinking, the right kind of ideas, well, you will be censored. And if there's anything we've learned over the last few years 
YouTube has gotten many things wrong. They were wrong in regards to the origin of the Roner. Anytime people would, would speak about the origins of this thing, oh, you're spinning conspiracy theory. They take people down. Later, they, they change the tune towards that. They've been wrong in regards to the efficacy of the magic potion. They've been wrong about pretty much everything, every step of the way. People like Mr. Fuckerberg <laughs> and uh, all his cronies have been wrong every step of the way. The mainstream media, for the most part, has been wrong about many things in regards to, well, all the important things that are going on in the world. And that's what I like to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I feel like we live in a world where there are so many people that know so much about so very little. And what I mean by that is that they like to, to download information in regards to uh, who their favorite celebrities is performing at uh, the next venue. Like, let, let us know, by the way, um, if you want to know about my my gigs. I'll keep you posted. I think it's very important that you know about your favorite celebrity, yours truly, the Chocolate Soul Man, Chris Jewell. That's me. But in regards to understanding what's really going on in the world, the agenda, which currently is at play, ladies and gentlemen, make no mistake about this, unless you were living on a rock there, 100% is an agenda. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is an agenda in order to bring about certain goals. The, uh, the Great Reset. I mean, there was a website I think the website may still be up. I think it was taken down, though, because it was getting too much attention. But there definitely has been a, a goal towards bringing about Agenda 2130, uh, new policies that will be implemented in this new world order in order to make sure that we, we own nothing, but nonetheless we are happy, that we are ever in a state of Momoism, which is what I... I I used to refer to people that either don't know what's going on in the world or don't want to know. And uh, look, I realize that this is a, a long uh, explanation of the podcast, uh, but fundamentally, I like to talk about what's going on in the world. And I'll preface, it, preface the podcast by saying that we live in a society where people truly have no idea what is going on in the world. I know that sounds arrogant. Who the hell are you, Chris Yule, to tell me that I don't know anything? What do you know? And the reason being, most people don't want to know. Often I hear from people that they don't want to know about what's going on. They don't know what, what's, what's in the magic potion. You know what I'm talking about. They don't want to know about agendas. They don't want to know about uh, horrible things that organizations have done because it upsets them. I had a guy in my podcast just recently. He may have checked it out. Um, and look, he made, a, he made an argument in regards to how like, it, that a lot of the things that are going on in the world, they're not relevant to him because he, he hasn't experienced it. But... The reality is that regardless of whether or not you've experienced something, I think it's important to know about certain things that are going on in the world, in the world because granted they may not affect you, they affect other people. And as much as I love to, uh, to focus on myself, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a, I'm a master of doing things for myself, whether I am serenading the senoritas so they can go on dates with me, <laughs> or whether I am just spending time focusing on my own personal development. But... I think it's incumbent upon us, if we are truly to live in the world, not to be of the world completely, but to live in the world, we need to be conscious about our fellow earthlings, people around us, because as so much as anyone suffers, um, we all suffer. And this is the most uh, esoteric truth that I think is important, but seems to have lost the precedence in the mindset of so many of the uh, the noobs in this world 
or just the collective. A lot of people have this idea that, you know, well, I don't need to care about what's going on in the world. I don't really need to know any information. There is no objective truth, right? That's the idea that a lot of people perpetuate when the truth is that could not be further from the truth. If you were someone that is interested in an upliftment of your mind, your body, and your spirit, it is absolutely important that you discern falsehood from truth. If you arrive at this understanding that there is no truth, then there is no possibility that you can grow. In order for us to navigate through this Euclidean meat space, we need to be aware of things. We need to understand the pitfalls. If you are stuck, if your head is stuck in the ground like an emu, and you don't know what, object, what obstacles face you, how can you possibly hope to transcend, to move forward? And there are so many people out there, I've come to realize that literally have no understanding, even in an age where we speak about enlightenment, the age of Aquarius, that's my age, ladies and gentlemen, which is the age of enlightenment. A lot of people speak about how they're so happy about the certain events that have taken place because now people have the opportunity to understand what's really going on in the world. Well, a lot of people choose to remain ignorant because it's easier to be ignorant, particularly when you are dealing with so much stress in your world. Ladies and gentlemen, we've all had a tough time over the last few years. Yours truly has had some of the most difficult years in my entire life. You know, as some of you I'm sure are aware, I lost my, my father, who was a huge influence in my upbringing. And it's been a very difficult uh, time. It's, I think it's the three-year anniversary just came about um, uh, just a few days ago, actually. And uh, amidst all of that, for the last few years, I, I had the most difficult uh, personal situation, um, not only combating you know, the grief of losing my father, but I had a vocal condition. I couldn't talk. You, you're probably seeing me drop all these videos and you're like, man, this guy has too much time on his hands in these lockdowns and whatnot. But I truly was in a state where I could only talk for maybe an hour or two and it was extremely difficult and painful. And uh, I say this not because I'm like, oh, where is May? But because despite this, I still felt it was incumbent upon me to, to talk about things that were going on because it's important that we talk about these things because I felt that we were in a situation where so much information was being censored by these mainstream organizations. And more importantly, um, we were seeing the most gross violations of human rights. What I find most disturbing about everything that is going on is that people have have become numb to the idea of resistance. People think that it's much better. I've even heard people say that, oh, it shows that you have some kind of psychological problem if you're resisting the, gov if you're resisting the government, Chris Yule. You, you, don't, you don't respect authority. Um, yeah, I don't respect authority because regardless of what experiences I've had, regardless of my upbringing, when I see something that is going on that is wrong, I, I, I don't like it. Even if it doesn't affect me, it has been my mission throughout my entire life to stand up for things that I believe are wrong because I've read history. I've spent a tremendous amount of my life learning about history, philosophies, the ancient metaphysical sciences, but more importantly, just things that have gone on in past that have been egregious. And I don't want to see these things repeated. And I see so many of the things that are going on around the world to be representative of a, a larger issue, which is a lack of courage in the world, a lack of gumption, the ability to stand for the truth. And uh, anyway, <laughs> we're 10 minutes in and I haven't really gone into uh, a lot of the things I wanted to speak about, but fundamentally, we want to speak about truth, ladies and gentlemen, because that's fundamentally what it's about. The truth is a real thing. There are objective principles, realities. We are living in this physical reality. There is also uh, another reality out there, but as far as I am talking to you right now, uh, as far as I am concerned, we have to deal 
in reality because this is the the physical reality because that is the reality we're currently immersed in and we see unnecessary suffering that goes on so I like to focus on truth because that's how we grow that's how we bring about an efflorescence of consciousness we navigate ourselves through this treacherous terrain of untruths anyway enough of my uh, ramblings ladies and gentlemen let's speak about some truths one of the things that's been going on that I find really interesting right now is <laughs> the presidential race that's going on in the United States, 2024 presidential elections, right? Now, uh, I love this because you get to hear these figures speak about their perspectives on the world. You see where we're at in terms of what people want to achieve. Now, more often than not, people just talk the talk. They don't often walk the walk. But I just wanted to speak about some of the people that I've been seeing uh, pop up on my radar running for the presidential elections and all this kind of stuff. Now, personally, I don't really get too caught up in politics. I'm not that interested in the policies per se, because fundamentally, any policy that's implemented, that's, this is my, it's not even my worldview, this, these are just axiomatic truths. If, if people want to force people to do something, I'm not down with it. Um, I think uh, government is, is all fine, provided it's voluntary. The only government should be the government that defends your individual rights, in which case it ceases to be a government. But this whole game we play where we, we vote for someone to get in power to rule over the majority uh, and deny us of our basic uh, unenable rights is just something I'm not down with. You know, Even if it's something as innocuous as deciding uh, <laughs> who gets to cross over this uh, invisible border, this invisible uh, line that, uh, that we are currently living in, or m more important issues like what we put into our bodies. But one of the most refreshing things I've seen is that I, I've seen some candidates really some candidates really focus on the truth in regards to what's really going on. They've realized that a lot of people are upset with the fact that there has been so many so much misinformation over the last few years in regards to many issues, uh, namely the uh, the whole uh, agenda with the uh, what I like to call boom shakalaka, because you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the and the Rona and all this kind of stuff that uh, it's refreshing to see figures like RFK who is someone that I admire so much? I mean, forget his policies, regardless of whether he's Democrat, Libertarian, all that kind of jazz. I mean, he's obviously uh, very liberal in the classical sense. But he is one of the few people that's speaking about the truth. Is It has a better understanding of what is going on in terms of the vaccines than anyone that I've come across. And speaks cogently, uh, unwaveringly about these issues. And not only talks the talk, but has gone to court as one time and time again, the point where it's undeniable that this guy has a, a clear understanding about what's going on in the realm of vaccines, environmental policies, and so forth, the, the gross violations of our, our rights, not just our human rights, but environments, so a lot of these uh, poisonous substances that are, are implemented in our society, and speaks unwaveringly about these things in a way that is just undeniable. So much that people don't want to debate him. It's just easier for people to call him a conspiracy theorist. And I love it. And in a time where there are so few people that are willing to actually stand and speak the unwavering truth, it is so refreshing to see this guy. I don't think there is anyone that speaks about, that has a better understanding of the real issues that are affecting the world. So I'm talking about now, and this is somewhat subjective, but in terms of um, issues that are actually affecting us on a grand scale, so one, the environment, um, or things that companies that are implementing that are affecting our lives, that are ruining our lives, RFK is someone that does this. RFK speaks about uh, whether it's the 
vaccines or whether it is uh, technologies, um, uh, whether it's organizations that are lying about the efficacy of their uh, their pharmaceutical drugs or, or whatnot. These are really important issues. And I find that in a time now where these pharmaceutical companies are <laughs> are such powerful entities, I heard recently that 75% of the, uh, the advertising um, is... Uh, is funded by, oh, well, we see like 75% of the advertising we see from the media is uh, is from these pharmaceutical companies or they're responsible for uh, an overwhelming amount of the funding. Let me just say that. I, don't quote me on the figures here, but it's pretty clear to anyone that is paying attention that these pharmaceutical companies are a force to be reckoned with when it comes to advertising. They have such a massive monopoly. And a lot of people don't find it disturbing the fact that uh, in government, Right, which is supposed to be a place where people are in, are doing things. This is the idea in the interests of the people. We, the people, have elected this government that shall rule over us and do things that are in our best interest. That's my pres presidential voice, by the way. Uh, we're seeing many of these officials, these governmentals, uh, make decisions when they are are receiving benefits where they are incentivized to make decisions that are in line with these pharmaceutical companies. And, I mean, what do you call that? A conflict of interest? It's utterly disgusting. And this is what we've seen in the last few years, that uh, so many of these officials are either working for these pharmaceutical companies uh, or some way in affiliated with these companies. We find fact-checker organizations uh, um, that are doing the fact-checking for social media platforms like Facebook. We find out that, oh, wait a sec, uh, these guys are funded by pharmaceutical companies and they're deciding whether or not what you have said in regards to the uh, <laughs> the uh, in regards to the boom shakalakas of their pharmaceutical companies whether what you're saying is legitimate and obviously anytime someone in this, is in a situation where they have to make a ruling that um, goes against the interests of their bank account you're not going to get a very truthful ruling so anyway I digress it is an interesting time we are in to seek to say the least and it is refreshing to see people like RFK campaign with one thing in mind the truth and one of the reasons I believe that I mean regardless of his policies I mean, we can get into that's a whole nother thing but for the most part I, I like what this guy talks about uh, I find it refreshing to hear someone say things that are likely to get him killed ha I mean his entire history one of the things that I admire about the the, the Kennedy family is that, I mean, they truly are royalty in, in if the United States ever had a royalty, um, it is the Kennedys. And it, this is the kind of royalty that I actually admire. I've never been, I've never been hugely influenced by people that just have money, people that have, uh, have wealth, but I've been influenced by people that come from a line of, of, of culture. And the thing that I find most appealing about the Kennedy culture is that their, their father, so John F. Kennedy's father was, was a brilliant man. The things that I've learned about him, he instilled these values within his children where they would argue in the dinner table about issues that are going on in the world. And it's so clear to see uh, whether it's John F. Kennedy, or whether it's Robert F. Kennedy, or whether it's uh, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., that the same values that their, uh, their father or uncle, um, making reference to JFK, but essentially this family have, are established within the Kennedys. And these are principles of essentially truth, 
first and foremost, principles, first principles. And this is the thing that I find most appealing because the world has lost sight of this concept of principles, right? People think of princi principles can be something like whatever whatever brings me the most amount of wealth. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about axiomatic pr principles like believing in human rights or believing in the truth regardless of whether or not it aligns with making you wealthy. And I see so many of the the actions that are displayed by by the Kennedys representative of this, the fact that they were willing to die for their beliefs. I mean, uh, clearly, John F. Kennedy was aware that there was a plot. I mean, he spoke openly about this. Secrecy is repugnant to a free society. Went on to speak about how that they were, how there was an organization, was making reference to the CIA, that was hell-bent on, on obfuscating the, uh, the truth uh, in this society and was well aware that yeah, these people were a real threat and took it upon himself to try to deal with this problem, which ended up in his assassination. And RFK Jr. has spoken about this. And Robert F. Kennedy, the Robert F. Robert, uh, Robert Kennedy, uh, obviously a similar situation where he's aware of this plot, but still took it upon himself to stand for his values, stand for the truth, despite the fact that his, uh, his brother had, had recently been assassinated. But this kind of gumption is something that I find so inspiring. We see this within R. Kennedy Jr., willingness to stand for the truth. And he's in a situation right now where he's the only presidential candidate that has been denied a, a security detail, right? When, in my opinion, he is the most likely to end up dead. I mean, his uncle uh, was, was assassinated and his father was assassinated. We're trying to do similar things, expose the world to what's really going on. And he has been so vehemently targeted by the uh, establishment, when I say the establishment, the momos out there that are trying to uh, utter false accusations about him being a racist and so forth that are based in complete nonsense. One of the things I admire about these guys is they don't play into the modern form of, of, of identity politics and judge people by the color of their skin that so many of my my brothers and sisters out there tend to do. Uh, I, for one, am not a fan of it. I don't care about the color of your skin. Um, I do tend, to, do tend to like blondes, though, and brunettes. <laughs> Anyone that is exotic to me, you know, I think it's, it's always interesting. Uh, but, you know, attraction is not a choice. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about values here. I'm talking about how ultimately it's disgusting if you judge someone's character, moral character, based off of attributes relating to their biology. Um, that they can't change. It's just a gross kind of mentality. You have the right to do it to my brothers out there that want to uh, want to hate on white people or hate on black people or hate on 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 women or any any particular a group purely based off of the fact that they are within that group. It's kind of weird. I mean, if you want to hate on someone, at least hate on something that's tangible. Like hate on hate on the fact that uh, they they don't appreciate my music. Hate on the fact that um, they're forcing people to take. Uh, <laughs> magic potions. I mean, that's something to, to hate on. But uh, I very much do like RFK. Another candidate I've been seeing a lot of is this guy called Vivek. Um, uh, you know the guy I'm talking about. This, uh, this Indian guy, right, that is, speaks so articulately uh, is someone that, once again, and this is something I say hesitantly because more often than not, within these campaigns, these politicians often campaign with the truth. They say all these things they're going to do. This is what Obama did. Well, I believe that it is important for us to unite and champion the truth. We need to come together. We need to get rid of Guantanamo Bay. We need to bring the troops back. They see all this beautiful shit. And then once they get in power, they go back on that. Uh, they make claims about caring about freedom, about 
truth, but ultimately, once you get in power, maybe some secret uh, organization uh, kidnaps you, tells you what's really going on, tells you what really went down in Broswell. <laughs> and we'll get into that, because the UFO disclosure is another thing i got to get into, ladies and gentlemen. Things are getting deep here. And uh, before you know it, you're like, oh, well, uh, all right, maybe, maybe I can't speak about the truth. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to come together and, well, close our eyes. Everything's been taken care of. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to speak any truth to you. This is often what you see, right? Uh, these people campaign on the, on the beautiful ideas of truth and, and liberty and bringing everyone together, but then they get in power and it's complete hogwash. Well, I'll tell you what, Vivek definitely talks the talk. I like what he's saying. Um, it doesn't play this airy-fairy political game where he tells you that black is white and white is black and so forth. Uh, he's campaigning on on at least three truths that I think we can all get down with if we're living in reality, not this nonsense, uh, <laughs> solipsistic worldview that promotes this idea that everything is everything. But he's promoting on, on one thing, which I love, the fact that well, there are there are only two sexes. I'm sorry for my um, <laughs> my people out there that want to identify as you, look. You can identify with what, whatever you want to, but don't, stop redefining things, you know, and try to make things something that they're not. He's also campaigning on on the truth in regards to what's been going on with <laughs> conspiracies the United States has been implemented in. Uh, uh, like uh, the whole 9/11 fiasco, and it, it's weird thinking about that because, ladies and gentlemen, I, I've seen, I've seen a lot of history now. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a young teen like I was, ladies and gentlemen. I've, I've been around the block, and to look at the world as it is now, before, I mean, after 9/11, it was a very different world, and uh, more importantly, in regards to what went down there, the official. I mean, if you believe in the official story at this point in time. Um, you were, you were on the wrong channel. You you need to join the channel for all the Momos out there that want to stick their head in the sand like emus, don't want to have any idea what is going on. At the very least, the official story is complete and utter nonsense. I mean, Building 7 in of itself, I mean, to see that building collapse without being touched by any anything is just, I mean, what the fuck is going on? I mean, for what, you, the plane, the plane that crashed somehow had some kind of, like, after effect and allowed Building 7 to just go down like a planned demolition I mean what the fuck is going on but anyway he's speaking what this guy actually wa is speaking openly about some of the things that the United States government has covered up in regards to 9-11 speaking in regards to wants to get the truth out there in regards to the Roner and so forth and it is refreshing to see people like this now I could I could speak about all of his uh, all of his uh, politics and whatnot and some of them I'm down with others I'm not I think he's uh, very very pro closed borders and all this kind of stuff now more importantly, I'm just concerned at the fact that there is this lack of willingness to speak about important issues right now. And in a world where we've seen so much censorship, it is refreshing to see someone speak so vehemently uh, with, without considering how it's going to land, just speak about how he views the world. And that's one of the things I like about him. Obviously, some other uh, candidates that I like are uh, Sant. Santos, um, I, I don't know too much about him, but I do like the fact that he's been very uh, pro-truth when it comes to what's been going on with the magic potion. Boom shakalaka, you know what I'm talking about. And, uh, of course, Mr. Trump, who is the most entertaining president I think we've ever had. And part of me 
has nothing once again to do with his policies. Because you guys, in case you guys don't know, fundamentally, I'm completely against all forms of coercion, all forms of, of tyranny. And that includes government tyrannies, by the way. And I, I don't believe that anyone should be in power that um, brings into things, even if they've been elected, um, I don't think you should be able to force people to do anything if they're not harming anyone in the process. And so many of the, uh, anyway, you guys understand how I feel about this shit. Um, so I, I don't particularly support any of these candidates in policy, per se, unless, of course, the policies are in line with human rights. Then we can look at how beneficial they are and so forth. Um, but Donald Trump is someone I like because he pisses so many people off. He is entertaining as fuck. And uh, I think if he was to get elected again, um, it would be borderline. We're going to see, I mean, at the moment, they've essentially brought up these charges. Oh, and i got to say this one. I couldn't avoid saying this. These trumped-up charges. <laughs> you, knew, you knew that one was coming, right? Uh, against him. I think he's been hit with something like over 70, maybe 90-plus charges. Um, and given the circumstances when he is obviously running for 2024 POTUS, and giving the timing of this thing, without even looking at the charges, it is blatantly obvious, ladies and gentlemen, that this is a political attack in order to uh, to prevent him from coming into power. Because he's obviously someone that doesn't play ball. Um, I'm not in line with all of his policies. I'm actually quite disappointed that he, uh, he was so pro-Operation Warp Speed, um, despite the fact that we know so much now, at the very least, in regards to some of the harmful effects of these... Uh, these jabs that have been perpetuated, uh, but um, I do like the fact that he's so um, politically incorrect in a world where uh, there is so much disinformation. Uh, it's refreshing to have someone just speak blatantly about how they feel about things. So that's the thing I find most interesting about these, uh, these candidates. Uh, some other things I want to speak about, just briefly, in regards to the, uh, the lockdowns, jabs, all the shit that went down over the last few years. I want to make it very clear. If after what transpired over the last three years, and you, 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 have, you have not come to the realization that at the very least, the government overstepped its bounds, I mean, the fact that they implemented all of these restrictions, right? And we found out later on that the vaccines don't even prevent transmission. And they were doing this under this uh, idea that, well, you know, we got we to gotta flatten the curve, we got to save lives, and all that was ineffective. Um, despite the fact that they violated your human rights. And these people don't want to put this idea that, oh, look, it's part of the Constitution. You guys have le less, than, less than nothing of understanding when it comes to your, your understanding of the constitutional law, politics in your own country. Most of the people that are here advocate for the fact that these mandates were perfectly lawful have no understanding of the, the fact that a biosecurity act was, was put in place. Now, granted, that was 2015. was put in place, right, that allows the government, right, to do all these nefarious things like just lock people up and so forth. And it was done illegally without a referendum. That means that they illegally put forth all of these changes to the Constitution, right, uh, to circumvent your natural rights. And there are people out there that still want to proclaim that the government had a right to do these things. No, Momo. The government absolutely did not. And even if enough people decided to vote for something, it doesn't circumvent your natural rights. Ultimately, and this is what the Constitution is originally based off of. This, it, it can be tied to the concept of individual liberty, common law. It's based on this idea that ultimately our rights do not come from the generosity of the state. They come from the hand of, call it what you will, God, but they are unenable. They are, are an extension of us being, you know, said period, of being. I mean, ultimately, if someone wants to tell me that they get to lock me up, 
because they're scared about catching some virus. Regardless of how you align politically, I want to tell you unequivocally that you were in the wrong, that you did not have a right to do that. And 50 years ago, this would not have been a controversial statement, but it seems that so many of us uh, over the last few years, call it social engineering, have become in line with the idea that governments now get to dictate how you live your life. And that is something I will never be down with. Now, ladies and gentlemen, now I may be a singer, a dancer, a performer, but I'm also a disseminator of truth. And I, for one, I cannot be silent about this kind of stuff. I see a lot of my, my peers in the entertainment industry wanting to be quiet about what's going on because they realize how it affects their sales. But ultimately, if, if you are living a life where you don't speak about the truth, you're, you're, you're not really living. I think it's important. I do this. I speak about these things because, one, it's an opportunity for me to get a lot of these ideas off of my chest, but because I, I feel weird if I don't speak up about it. Like, there's something about me that hates seeing these gross violations of freedom, um, despite the fact that a lot of people don't seem to even be aware of it, don't care about it. Ultimately, to me, it's not about the consequence. It's not about whether people like me. I do these things because I'm working territorially, meaning that I am not because it's like, this is my territory, man. I got to protect my place. This is my greenhouse over here. You can't, you can't fuck with me here. You can't come into my house and tell me what I can do. No, fool. No. When I say that, I mean I'm acting from a place of I don't care about the consequence. Yes, I care about the truth, but I don't care about, um, I don't care about the potential for things that are going to happen. I mean, I care about these things, but not at the cost of of not standing for the truth, not standing for your human rights. And the perfect example of is I don't care if uh, a million people die because I, I say something that is unalienable true. If I tell people that they don't have a right to, to rape me, and a lot of people get pissed off, so pissed off at this, that they decide to go and rape a thousand people, it's not on me, ladies and gentlemen. If, but if you're thinking from this perspective of, well, potentiality, which a lot of people tend to buy into, they're like, well, you shouldn't say that because someone might get offended, Chris Hill, or that might lead to more and more problems. I don't play that game, ladies and gentlemen. I work territorially. I do something because it's either right or wrong. As uh, Krishna said to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita, you were entitled to your labor, not the fruits of your labor, meaning that you were entitled to do what you know to be right. To, to, you were entitled to your work. But as soon as you get caught up in, in expecting something in return in the future, expecting there to be some outcome, then you get caught up in this logical insanity that these governmentalists like to deal in. Well, we, we gotta lock these people down because, you know, millions of people could die. I don't play that game, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I forgot what I was talking about, but I like to speak ex expert extemporaneously about, uh, about these topics. I do have a few notes, though. So, granted, I'm talking about COVID, I just want to make it very clear that if you were under the idea that this thing was uh, was necessary, you are a Momo. If you were under the idea that these vaccines are eff effective, that somehow we haven't seen hundreds of thousands, I would say millions of deaths from these COVID-19 boom shakalakas, you were ignorant. And here's the thing. It's, it's a tricky situation because we, we, we definitively can't see exactly what's going on. I, we can't objectively see all the people that have died, whether it's from COVID-19 or whether it's from these vaccines. But um, it is very clear, at least from my experience, and for someone who's actually studied the science. <laughs> and when I say the science, ladies and gentlemen, I don't look at not just what the mainstream media is saying, but I also actually go and do look at the articles that have been written up about this stuff. I mean, I started, like most of the moments on, on this particular topic, being completely ignorant in regards to the origins of uh, the Rona, in regards to the efficacy of uh, 
well, I, I was always resistant towards vaccines. I've known that for a long time, for the last 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, that they're, what most people refer to as vaccines, these uh, fourth-generational vaccines, don't even meet the legal definition of vaccines. So I realized that we were dealing with something very different here, but I've always been skeptical in regards to the, uh, the pharmaceutical industry. But I still did my research, ladies and gentlemen. I went and had a look at the pros and the cons, and I arrived unequivocally, right, outside of the fact that all this information was being suppressed, that there were gag orders behind these uh, these medical bodies like APRA in Australia and various other organizations around the world that were essentially preventing people from uh, from gaining access to the truth or, or preventing people from getting exemptions, right, in regards to these vaccines, which, by the way, um, did have side effects. I mean, if there's a side effect that you may have a heart attack and die, I think that would be an acceptable, uh, some, something that's worthy of getting an exemption for, right? But these weren't justified. I mean, doctors weren't even allowed. This wasn't a justifiable cause to get an exemption from these vaccines, according to many of these doctors. And this is what we see. So despite all of these uh, these measures that were put in place to prevent people from gaining an insight into what was going on with these jabs, the fact that they were, it was, it was done in warp speed. I mean, Fauci has already, uh, uh, I think he said back in the early 2000s that in terms of the long-term effects, understanding long-term effects of vaccines, it can take up to 12 years, ladies and gentlemen, before this stuff is manifested. And now we're pushing this thing. The trials ended January this year, by the way. And what, it's only been like a few years? The fact that people were saying that these things were safe and effective should have been red lights for every single person. But despite all of that, despite all of that, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, for people to simply go ahead with what their governments were telling without doing their own research and to worse off advocate for these mandates was seriously concerning. And it's very clear to see that these mandates, this, uh, this push was used to bring about lockdowns, restrictions in order to, to line the pockets of these pharmaceutical companies and uh, achieve a, a greater agenda, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is all in line with the uh, 2130 agenda. This is not conspiracy theory, by the way. I would love, by the way, if anyone manages to check this out and you want to confront me on this stuff, if you actually are, are not a Momo, like I can see you have some kind of cred cred uh, credentials or you have a following um, and you want to debate me on this shit, you want to come on my podcast, you go straight to the top of the line. I'll consider this shit because this stuff that I'm saying is not, it, I mean, it was kind of, it was, dubious two years ago, but it's not now. These vaccines are killing people. Um, the only distinction is that they're saying, oh, look, not that many people are dying. And these mandates are unequivocally unlawful, um, immoral unequivocally, and even are, are not in line with the Constitution as it was. Um, but obviously, there have been all these changes and whatnot. So nothing that I'm saying should be, should be dubious. Um, but because most people do not look at anything outside of the uh, the mainstream news, they have this idea that, oh, I'm, I'm speaking nonsense, when in fact, I'm speaking the truth. I have done my research, and I'm someone for a long time have been interested in the affairs, not just of pharmaceutical companies, but governments, of secret societies. This is, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not just a singer, a dancer. This is my world. You're dealing with someone here, with all the humility that I can muster, that is an OG when it comes to this shit. Feel like that. I've been around for a while. I mean, I've been I've been here before the lockdowns, ladies and gentlemen. I've been here before September 11. Kind of showing my age now, ladies and gentlemen. But I, I've I've followed the careers of so many of these uh these wisdomatic truth bombers that we look at now, like people like Alex Jones that uh I feel like uh was uh was redempted, if that's the right word, right, 
from a lot of these conspiracy theories in regards to what the government was doing after after we saw the lockdowns and whatnot. We saw that a lot of this stuff was on point. A lot of people said Alex Jones is a crazy Momo, and look, like most people, he says a lot of crazy stuff, but he was absolutely on point in regards to a gender in play. And for those that do not know, the agenda, and I'm talking about the Great Reset, um, has been headed by a, a guy. One of the main figures is Klaus Schwab, who was the leader of the Bilderberg Group, which a few years back was denied as actually existing. This is a secret society. Essentially, they would have meetings at The Hague uh, once a year, and all of these elites would come together. People like Alex Jones would try to get in and try to find out what was going on, and the media would deny that this stuff was going on. Um, people, anyway, my point is, I looked at the career of people like I followed the career of people like this from their early days, from when they essentially started this shit. People like David Icke, when he started talking about this shit, I have been I have been delving into their work, and even before that, ladies and gentlemen, from a little noob, I have been interested in this subject matter. My father was someone who was deeply interested in this stuff, and uh, by virtue of this, it's something that I, I also took an interest in as well. And it is unequivocal, unequivocal, undeniable that there is an agenda in place, as you would imagine. I mean, governments have agendas, but also do societies that don't want to be made public. Classic example, the Builder Grow Group, they spend a lot of money not to, not to have their affairs brought to the light. Because the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the darkness does not like to sit in the light. It can't have its goals accomplished uh, if it's brought to the light. And many of these dark societies, uh, they shun from the light. Light is a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen, because when it makes its appearance in the darkness, it illuminates the minds. And these, these douchebags like vampires cannot stand the truth. They can't stand having their agendas brought to uh, the public. And so many of these agendas um, now, <laughs> it's funny because a few years back, people had this mindset that they didn't exist, right? And uh, now it's been brought to the light. Finally, now, people are acting as if it's not even the thing. We know the Bilderberg Group exists. I mean, no one denies this shit. Most people just aren't aware of it. We know that Klaus Schwab was the head of this organization, and many of the things that he was trying to implement then, he's trying to implement now in the Great Reset. We know this stuff now, but now it's more to the light. People have become more accepting of this idea of, of essentially trying to create a society where we control everything that you do with CBDCs and, uh, and lockdowns in these 15-minute cities, right? But back then, when people, I feel, were had that element of resistance, uh, they wouldn't have been as accepting. That's my opinion of a lot of these uh, these mandates and so forth. But over time, it's like society has been cultivated in order to accept these truths. It's kind of like, I have a theory that this is kind of like what's going on with the UFO agenda. I mean, not that long ago, people used to laugh and scuff at this kind of shit, right? And I think it's moving the direction now where, I mean, we're seeing... Uh, the UFO disclosure was seeing people like David Grush speak about how he was t tasked with the the duty of uncovering alien craft that had been uh, taken by uh, by government organizations. And I digress here, but a lot of people get this twist in regards to government. A lot of people have this idea that government is one big entity that controls everything. Um, just like society, there are many factions within society that are sometimes working towards different things. There are groups within the government that are headed are, are tasked with doing things that are not in line with the interests of we the people and then the, I mean you have the Pentagon that first and foremost is not as far as I'm concerned in line with doing anything for the people they are definitely not the good guys as far as I'm concerned but then you have other entities within that that are actually trying to do things that are very nefarious and in regards to the UFO disclosure 
Um, granted, we have someone like David Grush that has openly uh, spoken about what's going on. There are factions within government that are trying to prevent him from speaking about this stuff. I mean, he's been threatened um, to not speak about this disclosure in regards to the uh, uh, things that he's witnessed, people he's spoken to. And make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen, we are not alone. Uh, there are many different alien races. There are ma many different craft. And, uh, you know, a lot of people speak about this, like most topics, because they're ignorant in regards to this. And they're like, oh, I don't know if this is real. Oh, you know, I don't know if I trust the government. You don't have to trust the government. What you can trust are the millions of sightings, the millions of uh, of anecdotes in regards to extraterrestrial craft. And look, like with any subject matter, when you delve into it enough, you can obviously you're gonna get bullshit, but you cross-reference information, and eventually you start to get a picture of what's going on. The UFO disclosure, oh, the UFO topic is no different to that. One hundred percent, it's very clear, at least for me to see that. Uh, the United States government has been involved in encounters with extraterrestrials for a long time, not just in recent history in the last 100 years, but there are many figures that have uh, reverse-engineered this craft, like Bob Lazar, and there are people that have been abducted by extraterrestrials, and granted, I think I, I kind of uh, digress from this. Uh, now, granted, this is something that was considered to be nonsense, right, not that long ago, now it's looked upon with more substance. And I feel like people have been primed to accept this now. We're at an age now where people hear this stuff, and they kind of almost accepted this. And I think at the point where it does happen, the point where we, we just realize, oh, fuck, they are here, and we, we start seeing them in the same way that we see kangaroos, you know, hop onto the street sometimes here in the outback, here in Australia, mate. We'll realize, oh, okay, we're not alone. There are uh, other extraterrestrials out there. There are other advanced craft that we weren't aware of. And <laughs> it's interesting how the truth um, unfolds. I think um, sometimes it needs to be done in baby steps, otherwise people can't deal with it. But, uh, yeah, the UFO disclosure is something that I find really interesting because I think it is the the biggest issue, other than the, uh, the agenda that's going on with the 2130 agenda, right? It's the biggest ontological shock that we are faced with because it forces people to reevaluate their understanding of who they are, where we as a human race sit in reality. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I've been going on for over 45 minutes now. I'm going to wind it down, just briefly speak about uh, some of the financial aspects of what are going on, the CBDCs. Um, a lot of people, um, understandably, are very much in line with the CBDCs because they don't know anything about it. They're just like, oh, look, it's just another form of currency. I don't, I don't see a problem in having... Um, <laughs> Banks control my money, but and look, the, the the main distinction here is look, obviously, banks are very uh, uh, very powerful entities. I mean, you're you're putting your money into these banks, and essentially they can. A lot of people don't know this, but they can uh, they can prevent you from withdrawing money, which they're already doing here in Australia. But we've taken this to another level. Ideally, when I got into the whole idea, uh, the whole realm of cryptocurrencies and all that kind of stuff, I love the idea that this was not. A central bank, the the government. One of the worst things that the federal government does. This is the United States. But this applies in many countries. Is that they uh, they print money. It's called counterfeiting. Uh, not that long ago, that was considered a capital offense if you were if you counterfeited, right? But when the government does it, it seems to be okay by some people's standards. Well, this is what is happening within many of these central banks, right? Well, this this is what central banks do. They print money, 
and it devalues your money. The idea of a cryptocurrency is that this stuff is is not centralized. I mean, ideally, this isn't controlled by just one entity. It's more decentralized. Therefore, you don't have one organization say, I'm going to print lots and lots of money and devalue your money. Now, granted, cryptocurrencies, like most things, are subject to problems here. You know, we're obviously going to see a, a, a vast amount of uh, problems um, from this. They're not perfect. But the biggest problem is that where is that, typically speaking, we see things like um, Bitcoin, at least to some extent, and many other cryptocurrencies were somewhat decentralized. We now have a situation where now these digital currencies have been centralized. So now we have the element of printing money, essentially being able to regulate the money supply. But we also have this other component of being able to determine what you can purchase. They're pro it's programmable money now. So now you're, I mean, when I have a, a $10 note, I can simply just use it, I give someone the money. They give me $10 worth or something, you know, something like that. Pretty easy exchange, right? But now, with digital currencies, if I want to purchase something, well, now the digital currency tells me, Mr. Crystal, you are not allowed to purchase this. You have hit your, your quota for buying, buying computer games. <laughs> I mean, I don't see them censoring video games, but you get the idea. Essentially, if people can censor what you purchase... Uh, it changes the game, ladies and gentlemen. Now, per pers personally, whereas I definitely think that there are certain things that I'd rather have people not spend their money with, ultimately, I believe in freedom. People should have a right to make decisions for themselves. And the the, the, gr the greater problem here is the government gets to con control what you purchase, so now they can use that to control the society. Unless, of course, you if you purchase this thing we're going to lock away. Look, if you haven't taken the boom locker, well, we're not going to allow you to purchase things with your money. You see where this thing goes? And this is the world that we're moving into. And what's more, it only makes these organizations more powerful because now every transaction that you make with these cryptocurrencies, uh, there's a there's a, a fraction of uh, of money that is is taken by these banks, which only adds to their power. And... Uh, it's something that I definitely do not want to see in the world. As much as I love technology, I definitely, as a fellow, as, a, as an Aquarian, I want to see progress, but I'm also very concerned in regards to the ability for governments to use this technology in order to take away our freedoms, as we are seeing with artificial intelligence, as we are seeing with the CBDCs now. Uh, power or technology in of itself is not good or bad. It is how it is wielded by the wielder that determines whether it is good or bad. And this is one of the uh, the most difficult issues when we're dealing with freedom. People always want to circumvent people's freedom because they're concerned about what might happen. But in order to become a just person, uh, you need to allow people to make these decisions, but also be mindful of the consequences of these things and try to navigate uh, the world or try to bring about the right kind of environment without circumventing people's choices. I mean, we can either have a society that is predicated off of laws of choice or laws of control that try to circumvent our natural rights in the interest of bringing about this utopian society where you own nothing but you are happy. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to leave it there. It's been a long rant. But uh, I did want to get a few things off of my, my chest, speak about what's going on in the world, let you guys know that I am still 
dropping the wisdomatic truth bombs. I have taken a step back because YouTube doesn't seem to like me. It's giving me a lot of strikes, but we'll see how we go. I might post this this one up there, and uh, I might. Uh, I mean, I'll definitely be doing more podcasts, more interviews. Uh, let me know if there are any guests that you would like to see me interview. I've decided from now on, if I do a podcast, it's going to be on a grand scale. So interviewing someone on my podcast and going to try to get some big figures because it is a lot of work dropping these things, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of editing, a lot of behind-the-scenes work that you don't always see. And doing this in addition to dropping my music, which I hope you're checking out, in addition to uh, you know making bank, uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work. But uh, I love doing it because... I love truth, and this is an opportunity for, for me to exercise in speaking about the truth, uh, to, uh, to share this knowledge. Um, and I think one of the beautiful things about life is not just amassing um, knowledge and experiences, but being able to share this with people that you resonate with. One of the most powerful things you can do is to surround yourself with like-minded people. And I invite people to, to make content because, look, you, you find that people see your content, people that resonate with you, and they get into your circle, and ladies and gentlemen, I love hanging out with uh, with conscious people because they're. I got to tell you, um, as much as I love the senoritas and all the the momos out there, um, it's yes. There there are a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of people that literally have no idea what's going on in the world, and it can be frustrating. Um, I'm sure a lot of people are a lot of the uh, people that stumble onto this podcast are going to be like, "Oh my god, what is Christian talking about?" I have a lot of my Tinder girls that'll check me out and be like, "Oh, you're weird." Um, you don't want to check out this podcast, by the way. Go check out my Instagram pics. This podcast is probably not for you. But for the people that do resonate with this information, I salute you. Uh, remember, there are three things that cannot remain hidden for long. The sun, the moon, and the wisdomatic truth bombs of the chocolate Nubian soul brother, a.k.a. the esoteric noetic, a.k.a. Chris Yule, a.k.a. host of the most conscious podcast in the multiverse. Kisses, hugs. Belly rubs, signing out, your boy, Chris Shule. Until next time, share this. Tell your mom, tell your friends about me. Drop us some comments, slide into the DMs. You know what it is. Check us out. Spread the word. Give us a review. Appreciate you. Until next time, your boy. Ow! Peace! Like this notion of liberty, for example. What is liberty? And I think that concept of the will is very important. What the? Who says you can't build muscle on a vegan diet? Now you can be the same, or you can be the change. Fall straight from inside, break through the chains. No one blame nothing. What's it like being a, a honey in the vegan community? <laughs> Bitcoin will not work as digital gold. Engineering, technology, these arts, humanity, they are magic. Everyone deserves the same uh, uh, chance, the same treatment, the same respect.